This episode of Dragon Tales is brought to you by Red Door Yum Cha. And it's Mr. Dumplings himself to tell us why that place is so good and how to join us on Sunday night. Get there at 770 Red Door Yum Cha, $50 a head. Preferred payment method was, uh, obviously everyone's known about it, preferred payment method was to give it to me or Ross before the night, but if you can uh, rock up on the night to pay myself, uh, $50 a head. Five dollar beers, looking at food. You can't be aware of wine and champagne, so or sparkling wine if you uh, can't get it from champagne. So yep. yeah, it'll be a good night. Hopefully, have a couple of weeks to celebrate. So look forward to it. It's good food there as well. So I've been there a few times with you, and uh, I'm sure everyone will get to taste the good food on Saturday night. That's right. So that's down Chapel Street. But check our socials uh, for more details on that. But Red Door Yumcha, seven o'clock onwards on Saturday night. All right. Everyone was on action this weekend, Baz. We've had a full allotment of cricket for the first time in 2020, so let's get into our rapid-fire recaps. And uh, the under-11s are in the points. We had a special message from uh, one of the coaches there, Boinka. Yep. Uh, he was ecstatic with their uh, with their buy. So they had the buy, they got the two points, but he was very, very happy with that. And good on him for reaching out to us and just letting us know that he will be uh, putting in some stuff into my cricket. So we finally have a junior coach on board with the my cricket inputs. Yep, good. And uh, Guy, French Riders, also helping him out. So yep. good on him for helping out. And look forward to their little match reports. Tommy is, has told us he's going to get us some stuff, but again, has failed. Yeah, has failed. Has yes. failed. I know he's busy with other things, but can't make promises not deliver Tommy. And someone else has failed. Who's coaching in the 13s this year? Uh, oh, Grinners. Oh, yeah. That's classic Grinners. Classic Grinners. We won't, we won't get a match report or anything from here. We won't get a match report, but we will get a victory. So the under-13s, uh, 6 for 117, defeated Turek Paran Red, a traditionally quite strong side, 7 for 82. So Grinners, if you had to put the scorecard in, we could shout out. I reckon there's at least some 20s in there, maybe a couple of twofers. So shout out to the under-13s. Especially as I reckon that's their first win for a while, that team. I don't think they won, I don't think they won a game last year. So. I'd be celebrating hard. Our juniors are travelling quite nicely, nicely at the moment. They're All building them. nicely early doors. Yep. So. And under 15Bs, uh, they lost uh, to Murrumbina, 485, versus 2 for 122. That's uh, Kurt's side. And um, I, I don't know. I don't want to. Do you want to crack a pronouncing? Yeah, I'm going to say uh, Siggol, 2 for 10 off 3. Siggol, yep. No, 2 for 10 off 3, best of the bowlers. Um, there was probably nothing there with the bat, was there? Not much. And the other 15 A's, uh, another win. So two on the trot. They beat Glen Iris, who made 7.52. And our boys made 5 for 1.23 with Denal, who's been doing some damage in the twos at the moment, made 30. Now, two. he hit two big bombs, two sixes. I have a question for you, Baz. Yep. You love junior development. You love yep. the crossroads and the draft and all that kind of stuff with footy. Got a quick question. How many years until Denal overtakes Tommy Williamson as an all-rounder in the ones? Well, I think Denal might be destined for bigger things than uh, Brighton District 1s, but probably if he keeps playing with us and, and uh, sticking around and performing, he could overtake pretty quickly, I reckon. Yeah? Yeah, he's got Tommy covered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, other juniors there, Charlie Costa, 26. Uh, Harry Baker took three for six. The bowling was absolutely amazing in this game. Jesse Van Ruin, two for two and 14 not out. Had to retire to give some else a go. And uh, Hunter Woodruff, two for six. So... Very strong performance there by the 15As. And then the 17s won as well. So the 17s played their first game after a bye and they beat uh, Bayside, who were 8 for 91 at close of innings. I think they must have played T20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our boys made 93. So very good. And apparently there was a, a four off the last, was it last 
four to well, win yeah. the game. So the moment of the week, uh, brought to you by Scotia Engraving. We shouted out in the nominations on the socials, and we had a couple of uh, bites, all self nominations. So I love that. You know, the ego is strong here at Brighton District Cricket Club. But uh, Luke Harrington nominated himself, hitting the boundary to win the game under seventeen's last. So that was his highlight of the week. And I went to check with Smiles and uh, Swaggy because, yep. of course, they didn't put anything in my cricket. No. They probably don't have the logins. They probably left their scorebook somewhere. Oh, they, Classic. they have no idea. Yeah, it is yeah. going to be an interesting year with them as coaches. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I got some confirmation. So Smiles said Luke came in with a manageable run rate. So he, he played down a lot, actually. Required to win, but not many wickets in hand and was able to consistently clear the ring field as the opposition tried to strangle him with runs and got us over the line. So my... my Constructive feedback to Smiles is pump up Luke Harrington's performance. That's a very I, subdued response. But I wanted to hear him say... But as Smiles, if it had been Swaggy, yeah. it would have been a whole different, different story. story. So maybe we need to, next time, just make sure Swaggy replies, not Smiles. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the boys... Uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to get down and just see what they're about as coaches because mm. I reckon they'd, they'd give a fair bit. They would definitely give a fair bit. But great to see under-17s with a massive win as but well. Just going back, so a lot of our junior teams have been playing... The younger sort, like under 15s, like the under 15 A's this year, been under, were under 15 A's last year, but they were almost two years younger than most other kids. So they've had, the, they've you know, had to do the hard yards and lose a few, a lot of games over the last probably season, season and a half. But now we're starting to see the benefit. All our juniors are starting to win from all age groups, and they're starting to play. Like I said last week, a few of them are starting to play good senior cricket as well. So it's good, good signs for the club. Now, uh, women's did not have a great performance after their big win in the twos in week one. Week two, uh, very briefly, twos got rolled. Sky made uh, one for 168 compulsory closure. In response, Brighton District 7441. And in the ones... That was a compulsory closure as well. That was a compulsory closure as well. Uh, Brighton District... Uh, made eight for forty off their overs, and Frankston chased that none down. And so, eight, the eight for forty was compo- was that compulsory closure? It was compulsory closure as well. So tough weekend for the ladies. On to the men's. Fitz had a nice win. Batsman there, Dominic Savage, fifty-one not out. We met Dom yet? No, that's a very good name. I like that. I like a Dom Savage. Dom Savage, yeah. fifty-one not out. Uh, new member to the club as well, Miles Rodriguez. We've got some great names in the fives. 38 not out. And we did mention last week how many runs will Saul make this year. Well, he bat himself low. Well, yeah. the answer was he didn't. And he made 26 not out in a 50-run partnership with Miles. So yeah. what, what, I, what I've seen from the, that team is uh, I reckon Saul might figure out that he can't catch Jack or beat Jack in the wickets column. Yeah. So he's going to start batting higher to make runs so that you can counter Jack with, you may have taken more wickets, but I made more runs. Yeah. That sort of argument, I reckon. That's what Saul's angling for now. He's realised Jack's going to take more wickets than me. So I need to bat higher and make runs to get, yeah, have something against yeah. Jack. Or Jack will just beat him both ends. And then and that's it. Imagine that the transitions are done. And imagine that household. Yeah. And then, of course, shout out to Jack in his first game as a senior here at Brighton District. Uh, three for 30 bowling, I think, first change. So... Great performance there. Uh, in the fours, now, a bit tricky here for the fours. So, obviously made the grand final last year. They batted first, nine for 171 at the compulsory close. Hilly does what he does, 50 not out. Steve Ralph bashed around 34 and Papa opened, made 25. Fortunately, they uh, faced Melbourne Premier. Interesting uh, team name there. Seven for 177. So, the bowling was pretty handy. Warren Lewis, 336. Adam Walsh, 2 for 12. David Harrington, 
two for 23, but in very similar circumstances to the grand final, apparently some guy came in and just boshed five sixes towards the end of the uh, game to steal it from them. Is it a good loss to have for the fourth stone? Well, just two debutantes for the club as well. Yep. Uh, Warren Lewis and Adam Walsh amongst the wickets. Oh, well, that's about when Premier's first sides. Like, I, th- I think they're one of those uh, new clubs that made up um, their own team and just entered second. So that's their first team. Uh, they got probably a bit, probably a bit more depth. Like, that's it. I mean, that's our fours. So you got to yeah. put that into comparison. Yeah. But I think I, I still think long term the fours will be fine and competing and. Yeah. They're going to have a pretty handy team, especially once the team started to like, align and figure themselves out. There's still a few injuries to get through over the next few weeks and a few people going away. But once that sort of sorts itself out, I reckon, uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty pretty smooth sailing for the fours and the fish. Fair enough. In the thirds, it was a milestone game. Chris, Appleton, 200 games. Apples or cuz? Apples or cuz. And add that add big name player to that list there because he made 52 now, I haven't played a lot of cricket with Cuz, but you've been around the club a lot longer than I have. Yeah. What does a Cuz 50 look like? Could we, could we paint a picture for our Unorthodox. Yeah. It's unorthodox, but it's good. It's entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, very entertaining. There would have been a few quakes uh, down sort of mid-wickets along uh, one way. I've only played probably three or four games with Apples. Um, yeah, it's a little bit unorthodox, but it's it's quite entertaining at the same time. And clearly uh, effective and on effective. the wicket. He's made a lot of runs. Like, mm. I've always... You, you, Come back and you look at the scores and stuff. You always see him making his 20 or 30 even more. So he always gets him. Uh, something else I want to ask your opinion on is, uh, do we have any tips for Oliver? So Juan, uh, he had figures of 3 of 25. Looks pretty handy. However, he bowled 16 wides. So actually, take away the wides and he's, you know, he's bowled you know, 3 for 9. Well, I can confirm. He thought he was bowling with a two-piece. It actually was a four-piece. Yeah. So um, maybe lay off uh, the Friday night activities then. Yeah, because it, yeah, yeah, it was a four piece that might have played in his mind. Um, maybe also getting the training. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, I, yeah, I think just the training sort of regime and maybe bowling with a newer ball and just actually knowing it's a four piece. It's quite scary that he's doing that much with it. A few of them are apparently four uh, wides as well down leg side. So do we blame the keeper for not getting across? No. It's no. down leg side. That's on the bowl. I was trying to give, a, give you an out there, Ollie. Sorry, mate. All right, into the seconds, and it was a tough, tough day for the twos. Another great start at the top of the order. Lockie Campbell, 41. But, and from there, uh, we lost wickets in quick concession, which is a bit of a trope for the twos. And then at the end, uh, Scotty Gordon and Danal came in and did what they do, boshed um, some, some runs to give us a nice total of 144 all out. Uh, and then bowling-wise, um, you know, apparently, again, a little bit of a loose start. Then Brennan Campbell, 5 for 23. Semi Spencer, 2 for 15. Tighten the screws. We had Asmodale, 8 for 80. And then I think Lockie might have tried to go for the kill and didn't leave any bullets for later, and they eventually chased them 8 down. Now, you're a skipper, obviously. Do you ever feel the temptation to go for the kill or are you more of a keep some resources in the bank? What do you try and do in those situations? We kind of had that in round one, I think, where we could have gone for the kill and I could have bowled out. Goldie could have bowled out and Tommy could have bowled out and we would have had to find four overs at the end, uh, three or four overs at the end. Um, but I saved it up and... Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard one because at eight for eighty, you think you win. You know, there was some missed opportunities there, which again has hurt the twos in the last twelve months. So I think our fielding is definitely getting better. Although training tonight was a bit annoying, but uh, 
I think, yeah, the, the two fielding obviously needs to take a bit more. They take, they take more care in their fielding drills and, and, and try and do more at training with their fielding because obviously, look, I mean, you, you captained last year and you would have dropped at least, what, 40 catches for the season, you reckon? And, and, that's not, and that's not an over exaggeration. Yeah, that's yeah. like a legit. And yeah, you know, in any sort of cricket, you, you miss out on three or four opportunities and you're trying to take 15 wickets, you're not going to win, you're not going to win many games. And those opportunities came back and hurt them. Um, you know, the myth is learning the caper as a captain and he's, you know, hindsight's one of the things, you know, he says that and you know, he, he'll learn from this and it's, it's a good loss to have early in the year, I think, and you, you'll learn a lot from it, you take it forward and I think it'll be uh, a lot of positives to come over the next few weeks. Mm. And then, yeah, as I said before, great to see the new players doing really, really well. So Scotty G and uh, Danal Gamaj, and they are just, yeah, fitting in nicely. They seem to enjoy themselves. No, no, it's good that those, yeah. those new boys are doing a bit and hanging it up, you know. Denial, like I said, 14 year old doing what he's doing in the twos is unreal. So Scotty Gordon keeps going, and you know, hopefully one day you might want to play up a grade. Yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And then finally, the first, we had a bit of a weird day, didn't we, Baz? Yep. We, had a, we had a weird old day of cricket where an ambulance came and took an umpire away, and Al and I were on the phone, and it was a bit, it was all a bit flashback to uni for me, but um, that's okay. But on the cricket side of things, bold first, by, well, not by choice, but apparently, you would have chosen the bowl first, which is an absolute lie, which you can no, tell No, no, seriously, now. no. If you speak to Jace, I'm the car ride there, down there. I'm like, I think I'm going to bowl first today. Just, yeah, put them, like, just see what happens. Whether yeah. it changes our tempo, our batting, and just see what, how it would work. Um, and, and they want to toss and, and bat it anyway. So I was like, oh, that's all right. Like, I wasn't yeah. really fussed by it. Because I was, yeah, leaning towards that anyway. Uh, just to see what would happen with our batting lineup, because... Yeah, I think, we're, again, like we're still learning and evolving as a club. I think our bowling side of things, I think we've got our roles down pretty well at the moment. Who's going to do what and what's going to happen? I think we just need to get our roles defined for our batsmen and, and get that sorted. And, you know, it's all good and well to have roles defined and that sort of stuff, but you need to adapt to game situation as well. So I think people need to buy into those roles and understand their roles. And sometimes, you know, first week, Hugh and Geordie missed out at the bat. You know, it just happened. You know, we still made 150-odd. Uh, last week, we all got a bat. But, you know, both weeks, only one bowl, bowl two or three hours as well. So it's not always going to be your day to participate or, uh, you know, like I said, with the bat or ball, but it's what you can do in the field. So, um, yeah, like we saw that on the weekend. You know, Rick took two great catches. Hayden only bowled two overs, took two awesome catches. Mm. Um, Hugh, you know, diving around in the field like a maniac and he's actually injured his knee doing it and like saving one run, which was an amazing effort. You know, didn't get the didn't bat for that long, but like that sort of buying and that sort of attitude towards the team is what we need more of. And yeah, and once we start applying that, I think a lot more positives to come. Mm. Now, lighten the mood a little bit because you're playing very straight back here as skipper this year. Well, have you penciled in revenge against Brett O'Hanlon for when the return fixture in Dendi? Or considering you're down at Aspie until about midnight. Are you actually considering the uh, you know free beer and a packet of Twisties trade there, and actually going to be playing at SB after uh, at Aspie after Christmas? <laughs> Might go to SB. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm just staying here. Uh, it was good fun down there, though. A good bunch of blokes. Good to have a beer with and hang around. I mean, we do it at most clubs. We hang around with you know, most opposition for a couple of beers. It's a thing we do, and sometimes you just end up kicking on. So yeah, Jason and I and, and Mano came down from his joint. We we're meant to go out for dinner, but mm. we ended up staying to. I stayed at 12 and I think Jason ended up staying at 2, 2.30. So, um, 
Yeah, it's a good night, good, good, good bit of chat, and yeah, they won, so they're happy, and we we're a bit annoyed, but it is what it is. But no, I'll be looking for some revenge, though. I, I, I thought I had it. He even said to me after the um, after the game, I, he thought he had, I had, he thought that I had him out three times in two overs. Yeah, clean bowl, but somehow they missed the stumps. But then he cleared me, he cleared the rope a few times, which it happens when you're yeah. in a bolt of death and you're a part-time spinner. Apparently, it's going to happen. Uh, and then two quick questions. Uh, do you reckon some fitness would help Alan Jace? And now I mention this because, you know, sometimes I need to take the listeners into the inner sanctum. And in the inner sanctum, both those blokes were like, well, we're clearly the two best bats in, in, in the club. Yeah. But we're two unfittest blokes as well. Is that a problem or should they just go, you know what, let's just hit a few more boundaries or let's just bat a bit smarter? Or should they, you know, try and jog a few laps before training? Um, looking at our first 11 as a whole, I think our fitness needs to get better. So yes, I think there's a fair few blokes that need to do do a bit, a bit extra and be fitter and be able to run out. Like a lot of us have our have our watches and Strava on. Like you know, we'll, I think we did. Uh, I did about nine k on the on the week on the weekend in two and a bit hours in the field. So I'm a skipper. There's a few others that did a lot more running than me. Um, and you know, Jace did a fair bit as well, and then had the bat. So. I mean, fitness does help. Jace won't ever do it. Yeah. That's, that's fine. And he'll, you know, he'll still get his 40s and 50s and the occasional 100. Al is generally pretty fit, but carrying a niggle. But yeah, all of us are carrying probably niggles and probably need to get fitter. But we're playing park cricket at the same time. So we're playing yeah. sheep stations, but we all want to win. So it's, it's a fine balance. Hmm. Just baby sheep stations. And finally, how, <laughs> speaking of sheep stations, uh, how far off Aspie do you reckon we are? They reckon well, they were... Contending in finals last year, they're a pretty deep and talented side. I reckon they're the best team, isn't it? Yeah. What, or, I mean, I've only played in time, but... But having a look at the, at the scores and the players and what we've got, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, knowing the history that every team that we play against, I reckon they're definitely the best team in it. Uh, I don't reckon that far off. Bit of luck and... Well, they probably had a little bit of luck, but, you know, a bit more luck and uh, different batting order, which we're going to try this week and get that uh, fifth bowler right and I reckon we'll be okay. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, finally, before we wrap up, it's Player of the Week time, brought to you by Red Door Yumcha. Uh, my nomination this week is Max Ralph. Yep. So he kind of got forced up into the threes due to this uh, you know, lovely conundrum we have every Thursday evening when players finally tell us that, oh, by the way, actually, I'm going to the, yeah, the five, snow and five the fake snow that's down there on Saturday. So uh, sorry, I can't play this weekend. So yeah. good on Max for jumping up a grade. Uh, and probably... If he wants, he's there all year, I reckon. Too far and 25 in the threes, probably is where he should be playing, in, in my personal opinion. In terms of his development line, he looks pretty comfortable there. So, fingers crossed, he plays a lot more turf cricket this year. Um, but here's my non for player of the week. Who have you got? There's a few of those junior boys who are playing in the fours and fifths should be playing minimum threes. They're good enough. Um, they just need the right role models in that side as well, I suppose, to help them through it. Um, my nomination for the week, geez. I actually haven't thought of one. I'm probably Brandon Campbell to the Fifer. I suppose that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went for 19 and an over. Yeah. Um, who else is there? It was, it, was, it was a week where, other than Brandon Campbell, the five week is, pre- is a pretty big standout. Um, there was lots of almost big performances. So, you know, Al made 40 odd. Jace, Jace made 40 odd. You took three for. There's a couple of other twofers and threefers around the traps, uh, around the traps. But yeah, probably on numbers alone. What about performance a week? Uh, our first seven team and you and Al getting the umpire calm, cool, collected after he had an uh, allergic reaction to 
the pollen, I think it was. So he had to give his have the EpiPen and then had a couple of seizures in a row um, and spaced as well, I suppose. And then we had to wait for the ambulance for him to get picked up. And I hope, you know, and hearing back from Tom and his, his partner, um, his wife, Madeline, you know, how thankful they were for us to do that. And I think that speaks a lot about our club and um, how we care about others and individuals as well. Like, I know we joke around and have a piss take a bit, but the fact we're able to, you know, we stopped the game, we, we, we took it amongst ourselves, you know, the responsibility to do that. Um, I think, I don't know if many other teams would, would do, I know it's probably us you know, talking now and ourselves up a bit, but I don't reckon there'd be many other clubs that would react the way we did. So I reckon that's pretty good from our point and I'm pretty proud of that as captain and as mates and you know part of this club. And you know, we got a nice email from the association and like I said, I got some nice words from Madeline as well. So hmm. yeah, it's good from us. So that's yeah. probably out there as well. I think that's a pretty good nomination. And then also it's just nice, I think, Sometimes our club gets a little bit of a bad rap for our performance on the field, yep. where we might totally uh, white line a bit too far. But I think it shows that, you know, as you said, off the field, you were hanging out to Asphalt all hours of the morning. Some of the people were saving lives. It's all, it's like, you know, off the field, I reckon we're pretty good blokes. Yeah. And then if we act like gooses on the field, we'll so be. That's sport. That's, that's the yin and the yang. That's sport, though. I think yeah. people take that too the wrong way. They take things too personally. Yeah. Like, if you can't cop criticism and, and you know changes of roles or um, you know a bit of white line fever when you're playing sport outside and then go into normal life and switch off from that, then yeah, there's, yeah. You, there's deeper things going on in your life, I reckon. Because mm. like, let's be honest, like there's lots of other things going on in life that are bit for, a bit you know worse or work well, can't think of the word at the moment, but. You know what I mean? I do. I yeah. do. I hope the listeners do. <laughs> Got a bit deep there for a second, but yeah, like it's just cricket, really. Yeah. We're all mates. We all care about each other, love each other. Just don't take things personal or get upset by them. Be just embrace them, and because if you can embrace them and learn from them, then it, obviously in life, you know, you're a lot better off as well. So, mm. and if you enjoy these deep chats, Baz will be uh, three or four deep down at Red Door Yamcha, seven pm <laughs> onwards. On Saturday night, that oh, is. I really hope we're celebrating a win. I really hope so too. That's one McIlk Street in Windsor, a great neck of the woods, if I do say so myself. Uh, we'll see you all there. Thank you, Baz, for another great episode. Thanks, Mark. And uh, yeah, see Hopefully you all there. We get a few. Um, can we get a few guests on and spots? Yeah. Bit? We need yeah. some. Need some blokes performing in the training on Thursday. Yeah. I spoke to Swaggy. He was liking about so. Um, take some wickets, get some poles, get oh. some runs, Swaggy, and you come on and apparently the ratings go through the roof when yeah. he's on. So. There you go. Stay tuned for a special guest next week. Dragon tales, dragon tales, it's almost